0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Yes, That Really Did Happen. Today we're going to talk about something a little, I would say different, but uh, going in line of our last episode where we discussed nuclear engines in the sky. Let's talk about jet engines and jet engines where we don't expect them. And what can you do with jet engines other than put them on airplanes? Now, of course, there are turbo electric engines used in boats and ships and even trains back in the 50s and 60s. Union Pacific built some really huge gas turbine locomotives that uh, could scream across the desert at unbelievable speeds and they were somewhat successful but used a lot of fuel but these didn't work all that differently from the diesel electric locomotives they had an engine in this case a gas turbine powering a generator powering traction motors on the wheel on the wheels that propelled the train same concept, different power source but what if you wanted to go fast and I mean really fast and what if you put two jet engines on the top of a train just two jet engines well the New York Central Railroad in 1966 thought of this They were losing passengers to air travel, car travel. Remember by 66, the interstate highway construction was well underway, making it much easier to get place to place by car. So trips that you never would have taken by car, and the train was faster, are now faster by car. So... Why take the train? And this was a problem in the 60s and into the 70s. And and even today, if we're honest, uh, I live in Atlanta. And if I wanted to take the train to New Orleans, it would take me 12 hours. If I wanted to drive, I could get there in six. So, obviously, higher speed rail was necessary the United States, unlike most of Europe, was not electrifying their rail lines. So an alternative power source was necessary. So it was time to experiment. The New York Central Railroad, being frugal chaps, took one of their existing Bud, that's the manufacturer, Budliner RDC, diesel powered rail cars which were basically commuter trains um very much so the back end of it was a passenger compartment the front end is where the controls to drive the train were and it had an engine mounted underneath and cooling systems on the roof and you know just your standard um rdc is what they were called and um you know it was a rail diesel car that's what rdc stood for rail diesel car because it was a train car not a locomotive but it was diesel and it powered and you could hook multiples together for longer trains and you could hook regular rail cars to them and All of that. So, they had some of these laying around. They were built between 1949 and 1962. They built about 400 of them. And New York Central had some of these laying around. So, they had this. It was a good base to start with. And then they put a streamlined front cowling on the front because... This was going to make the train go through the air more smoothly. And then they identified a set of tracks between Butler, Indiana and Striker, Ohio. That was just absolutely aero straight and in good condition at the time. So it's completely unmodified, no curves, very straight. Then they needed the jet engines. So they went out and got some general electric J47-19 jet engines. Government surplus, of course, because they were trying to save money with this grand idea. So these were originally booster jet engines for the Conveyor B-36 Peacemaker Intercontinental Bomber. Uh, the Peacemaker Intercontinental Bomber... Was a the last of the propeller-driven, uh, the last of the propeller-driven intercontinental bombers. It had six radial engines pointing behind the wings. They were mounted behind the wings rather than in front of the wings, like say a B seventeen or um, a B twenty-nine. But those were great once it was airborne. But to get off the ground with a full bomb load, and especially a nuclear payload, which was very heavy in the day, they needed four jet engines to assist them in their takeoff. By 1966, these were being phased out. So there was some surplus jet engines available. And that's what the New York Central Railroad got and placed on top of this rail car to power it down the track. Now, this does sound a little bit like a Wiley E. Coyote Roadrunner cartoon, but this actually did happen. So, they put a streamlined nose on the front of a slow diesel commuter train, strapped two jet engines to the roof, found a straight piece of track. And then fired it up. And they wanted to see how fast it would go. How fast would this train go? So on July 23rd, 1966, they let it run. And the car reached an amazing speed of mi- 183.68 miles per hour. Or 295.6 kilometers per hour. Or, holy crap, that's fast. Any of those terms work. And, again, this had been built really, really cheaply. Like some guy threw it together in their backyard, which I guess they kind of did. New York Central Railroad was not doing particularly well at the time. And... It was really just built to test the stresses of high-speed train travel. They really didn't think that this was going to be the revolutionary new method of doing this, but they did think that this could help them test out what are the stresses, what do they need to do to have trains go really fast. Unfortunately, the New York Central Railroad was pretty broke at this point. And they were about to merge with the Pennsylvania Railroad, who had been their arch nemesis for their entire existence, the New York Central and Pennsylvania. And uh, the Pennsylvania Railroad was building Metroliners. That was what they had signed up for, and they had gotten funding from the United States Department of Transportation. So the... Jet engine-powered train, and all the data it was generated was just pushed by the wayside. They took the jet engines off. They then put the RDC car back into regular service, and it served until 1977. And then they took the jet engines, because why are you going to throw away perfectly good jet engines? and turned them into snow blowers to clear the tracks of snow however they did have a problem as they also blew all the ballast that sits in between the ties and keeps them from moving it had a tendency to blow that away as well because of the high speed and most of the uh, jet-powered snow blowers were uh, retired rather quickly so That really wraps up the story of the M497 New York Central jet-powered rail car, for lack of a better term. But wait, there's more. Yes, indeed. There was also a Federal Railroad Administration test vehicle in the early 1970s called the Linear Induction Motor Research Vehicle, or L-I-M-R-V and this was meant to test the use of linear and induction motors and it was a specialized wheeled vehicle running on standard gauge railroad track but they only had 6.4 miles worth and at one stage of the research they added two Pratt and Whitney J-52 jet engines to help it accelerate to the fastest speed because they only had 6.4 miles and these linear induction motors weren't quite enough to get it up to speed so they needed to test it and then on august 14th 1974 they hit 255.7 miles per hour and uh, then said yeah okay this is just an experiment and nothing's going to do much about that that was in you know 1974 in 1970 the soviet union developed a high-speed laboratory rail car, turbojet train, very much like the M497 four years earlier. And they were doing the research, and they put it out and got up to 160 mile an hour, about 250 kilometers per hour. And they did the same deal that the New York Central. They put uh, a rail car, strapped jet engines to the top, and just took off. They were looking to pull special trains, but it really was not practical. And they just simply decided that this isn't going to work. And the locomotive is still exists, but is in rather disrepair, uh, sitting around Russia somewhere. So yes, there were jet powered trains none of them commercially viable and we're not talking about gas turbines but there were jet powered trains i want to thank you so much for listening and for those of you who've given me feedback i really do appreciate it i hope you have a great rest of your day and tune in on my next episode please thank you